This is our third session on John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. First, we looked at perishing, the great danger in this verse that we're all liable to. Then we looked at the design of God's salvation, which he has brought about by sending the Son to die for us so that we would not perish but have eternal life. And in this session, we look at the link between the love of God and the sending of the Son on the one hand and this perishing or not perishing but having eternal life on the other. And the link is believing. So, Father, as we try to understand what believing is, how it connects us to the love of God, and how it brings us to glory, I pray that you would not only explain it to us, but work it in us. In Jesus' name, amen. The first thing to notice about believing is that this love of, love of God for the world and this giving of his Son have no effect on people who do not believe. They go on perishing, and they do not have eternal life. And therefore, the link between this glorious design and this wonderful effect, the link is believing in Jesus. That puts believing at the top of the list of subjective values in the in the human life, the Christian life. If we don't believe, we will perish. If we don't believe, we won't have eternal life. If we don't believe, this love is ineffectual for us. And this giving of the Son does not become our salvation. So, believing is massively important because the wrath of God, we saw earlier, is what's at stake here. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the command to believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. This perishing here is not just a physical death. It is the eternal anger of an omnipotent God against us in hell. And therefore, believing is of paramount importance. Notice, this is a present tense, not whoever believed in him. Like, I got saved once. I haven't believed him and trusted him and, and followed him ever since then. But I did believe once, and so I'm not going to perish. That's not what it says. This is present tense. And it's present tense in Greek with all the implications of ongoing existence. The, the believing goes on, as it says here in John 8, 31. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide, if you remain, if you continue in my word, believing my word, trusting my word, embracing, receiving my word, believing, if you go on, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth. The truth will set you free. But if you do not abide in my word, then you prove not to be truly my disciples. You are sham disciples like Judas, who was with him for three years, and everybody thought he was 
part of the group, and he wasn't part of the group. Jesus knew from the beginning that he was not really saved. Or John 20, 31, these are written, this whole book of John is written that you may believe, believe, and there's past tense, aorist, can't see that here, but that's what it is, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, this is present tense, so it has a beginning, it has an ongoing, then you have life in his name. Now, the reason I chose this text to look at is not only because you have the point of beginning where you believe and the ongoing, but you have the content of faith here, namely that Jesus is the Christ. So believing has factual content. Jesus factually, objectively, historically is the Messiah. You have to believe that in order to have eternal life. But here's the catch. The devil believes that. Luke 4, 34, the devil says to Jesus, I know who you are, the Holy One of God, which is another name for the the Messiah. So this is necessary, but it's not sufficient, right? We must, we, you can't throw away facts and just believe in Jesus as a fairy tale or as a symbol. You must believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing that you're going to have, have life in his name. But when, when he says believe here, he means something more. What does he believe? What does believe in John really involve? Here's a key text, John 1, 11 and 12. Jesus came to his own and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him. Notice comma like this is a definition of receive. This right here to all who did receive him, that is, who believed in his name He gave the right to become the children of God. So here we can get a glimpse in what believing involves. It involves receiving him. And we have to ask, as what? They didn't receive him. You must receive him. As what must you receive him? As as boring? As a myth? As a symbol? A fable? No. I'm going to say it like this. We believe in him in the sense that we believe in all that God is for us in him. All that God is for us in him is what we receive when we receive him, we don't receive him as anything less than all that God is for us in him. This doesn't mean that you're omniscient. That is that, you know, the totality of all God is for us in him. Nobody knows that completely in this life. It means that all that he is, you do believe. And to the degree that God reveals it to in, in Scripture, reveals it to you in Scripture over a lifetime, you embrace it and love it and, and uh, cherish it as the great treasure of your life. I see that in John six thirty five, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me 
shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And this coming, as we've seen before, and this believing are parallel. So we can define believing as a coming to Jesus so as not to hunger, so as to have our soul hunger satisfied, or a coming or a believing in him so as to have our soul thirst. These are parallel, satisfied. Believing is not a mere believing of facts like the devil. It is an embrace, a receiving of Christ for who he is. And what he is, is a great soul hunger satisfier and a great thirst satisfier for the soul. So in summary, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So there's the great objective work of salvation done in history before we ever existed. God loved us before we existed. He had a son before we existed. He gave that son 2,000 years ago before we existed unto death to take the place of all who would believe and for those who believe, that is, who receive him for all that God is for them in him as the soul satisfaction of their soul thirst and soul hunger will never perish. They've passed out of death into life and they enjoy eternal life now and forever, which is what we'll look at next time.